The California Connection is here. We are back to discuss AEW Dynamite. It is November 29th. I'm your girl, Denise Salcedo. And of course, with me is none other than Righteous Reg. Reg, what up? In the building, media man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Wednesday night. It's Dynamite. It's the California Connection. Very happy to be back, Denise. How are you really quick before we get into it? How was your Thanksgiving? Did you make tamales? No, you didn't. We talked about there weren't going to be any tamales last week. How was it? Was LA as lit as it should be? Okay, so when you hopped on, I didn't even realize that we haven't talked since Thanksgiving. Like for me, it's Mm -hmm. all been just like a quick blur. Like I honestly forgot Thanksgiving (laughs) was last week. Like in my mind, Thanksgiving was like a month ago. I'm not even kidding you. But I was looking through my phone right now, but I deleted the picture and I wanted to show you. I was going to text you this, Reg. But Mm -hmm. then I thought, I don't know. Reg is going to think it's weird if I just send him a picture of the cream cheese pie that I made. (laughs) Cream cheese pie. Wait. Yes, I made cream cheese pie. And you mean so uh, it's cheesecake. Like cheesecake, but it's a little bit different. Like I the baking method is just a tiny bit different. And so, by the way, a lot of people don't know what cream cheese pie is. And I was kind of surprised by that. I'm gonna keep it honest with you, Denise. I don't know what that is. Oh my god, I love cream cheese pie. It feels a little bit of a different texture from cheesecake, but regardless, it's really good. And I made one. Shout out to YouTube for helping me with the video. And everybody loved it. I made two and they like completely disappeared. I was very proud of myself. What's the difference, Denise? You have to explain it because it sounds like cheesecake. Okay, so from an eater's perspective, so from someone who like eats it, apparently, I, okay, so it looks a lot more softer in the top, the cream cheese versus a cheesecake. It's a lot more like thicker. I feel okay. I don't know. I think that's the, I'm not really sure like what the scientific difference is. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to to Marie Callender's, I don't know how many people have that. Do you have a Marie Callender's? Yeah. Okay, you'll notice that they have a cream cheese pie and then they have cheesecake and it's two okay. different things. Okay. I okay, know. I don't know what the scientifics <laughs> behind is <laughs> behind it all is. But the point is I made the pie and it was great and people loved it. I made Reg. the pie. <laughs> I did. I was so freaking proud of myself. Very, great very job, proud. Denise. I'm proud of oh, you yeah. too. Thank you very much. But other than that, Thanksgiving was great. I ate quite a bit. Uh, I didn't overdo it, but I felt good. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, Samuel was super chill. Just ate, didn't overdo it. Like I said, I only had my little bit of plate, nothing extra, ate some good food, and that was it. It's over. Like you said, Denise, all this stuff runs together at these points. Wrestling makes it like, the days are just one big blur. So it feels like, ah, when was Thanksgiving? It was two years ago at this point. <laughs> but we got, and it's funny because like my mind, it's still so recent that we just had full gear and right. we literally did our live show. And even that feels like it happened centuries ago. It's so freaking weird. Like time is completely distorted to me right now. I'm tired. I've been driving. So I've been driving more than, tw- I think it was 22 hours from driving to LA for full gear into your house and then driving back and then driving to Bakersfield and back. I'm like, I don't want to be in a car anymore. No, no, you need to give it up, man. You need to get, you need to take a second. Don't drive anywhere. Don't go anywhere, Reg. There <laughs> aren't any home. shows, Denise. I'm at home. There's nowhere to go. Nobody <laughs> announced anything. I'm staying my ass at home. 
All right, we got a couple of super chats. Let's get to them because we got an episode of Dynamite to get into. We got Delayed Grads who kicks us off here saying that MJF promo was pure fire. I expected the digs at Punk, but he went hard at WWE while putting Samoa Joe over. Promo of the week. It's been a hot second, I think, since I've... uh, since we've really kind of talked about MJF's promos, do you think that this was one that you would put up there with some of his very best? I know he's had better, but I still thought this one was really good, though. Yeah, Denise, I think he it's been like off the backs of him hearing what we said about what happened at Full Gear and kind of all everything surrounding it. This was like, I'm still MJF. I could still do what you guys think I can do. I'm still one of the best at promos. And this was one of those promos tonight where he wanted to show us that he's still that guy. So I'm into it. Grapple Geekery, who's a DWO member, says Revolution is going to be 30 minutes away from me. You better pull up. Now you got it for sure. MBF Most Valuable Fighter says, Denise, great matches and promos tonight. Sting and Co. made me smile big. Uh, who helps Cage Sting next week? I know. I know it's Sting and Company, but I wanted to say Co. because it sounds mm. better. <laughs> All right. Uh, he says, who helps uh, Cage next week? Nick's mom or Jack Perry? Feud must end with TLC. We're clearly going to have to get this to continue going a lot longer. Like, I'm not expecting this to be over and done with next week with Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. Like, there's no way. Do you think we get some crazy stipulation between them? I think there's going to be some kind of shenanigans, as MF, uh, MVF is uh, alluding to here. Somebody might interfere. I'm still, I'm going to say it till the end, till it happens on the side that Adam Copeland's going to defect and be on that side. Does it happen here? I don't know. Maybe they stretch this out. I think immediately the the point should be to do them as a tag team because I think you want to get a sting match before it's all over. But I don't know if it's right now that you do that. Wait, so you still think that Adam Copeland is going to t- is going to turn on the people and align himself with Christian Cage? Yes, yes, yes. I think this is a whole plot put together. We know the history of Adam Copeland, Denise. We know his cerebral mind. We know everything that he puts together. We know that he's meticulous with how he does it. And him and Christian together, I think they're putting this plan together. They're playing us all like a fiddle. And in the end, they're back to being friends. We got Steven Marchulli in the house who says Christian needs the win over Adam next week. Yeah, they need to keep this feud going and it can't be Adam getting the W right away. Sheldon Jackson says we are now tied at one between Swerve and Switchblade. J1 on New Japan Pro Wrestling's in March 2022 during his NJPW Strong US Open of Jay's Challenge and Swerve wins tonight. Thank you so much for sharing this fact. Uh, We'll talk more about this match when we get into the AEW Continental Classic. We got Alexander Fitzgerald with a very generous super chat saying every show after full gear has been solid. The tournament giving us great matches every week and decent matches and segments in between. Oh, and I almost forgot Adam Copeland has that 2006 vibe again. So Reg, Alexander here brings up a good point and that is I know we've had like two dynamites since full gear but they've been pretty good because of the tournament you kind of know what to expect i feel like there was a couple of dynamites where we were getting some like really random matches that weren't Mm -hmm. really going anywhere and so now we kind of have like a we have a main entree each and every single week to look forward to with the continental classic 
Yeah, that's a great way to describe it, Denise. I think having a hook on all of these shows, we know that these three matches at minimum are going to tear the house down. And those three matches at minimum tearing the house down every week has been such a great energy added on to what has been happening in AEW post full gear. And uh, going on along what he's saying with Adam Copeland, I saw a lot of people saying that too after this promo of like, they felt like the edge they've been wanting to see. They've been seeing him the last couple of weeks even though Denise Salcedo has said on our podcast that she don't feel like that, but I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. What? Denise, First of all, Reg, me. Reg, you're out here throwing me under the bus. I was thinking inside it. my head. Did I really say that? You I did. said you were that. Like, you say you didn't really like what Adam <laughs> Copeland has been doing since he came to AEW. We can run back the tape if we need to. Don't try to deny Damn, this. Damn. You, you said it, me. not me. <laughs> okay, Reg, it was funny because as you were saying this, like as you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, huh? Have I said on the podcast that Adam Copeland hasn't necessarily been lighting up the world, in my opinion, on AEW? I'm sorry. Look. Do you believe it? Yes, I know I said it. I I know I said it because I was thinking it as you were saying it, and I couldn't remember if I said it on the podcast already. But I have thought that aside from, like, maybe the first two – aside from, like, the little beefy moment that we got between – Adam Copeland and Ricky Starks on Collision. We talked about that. And then also I did like that Luchasaurus match that he had in the beginning. Aside from a couple few things that we've seen on Dynamite and Collision from from Adam Copeland, I really just didn't care. I kind of felt like we were getting a lot of the same thing. Like we weren't really getting anything different. And to me, when you go to AEW, I want to see a different version of who you were in WWE. Of course, True. now with Adam Copeland, he is, God, like we already know, God, we've seen so many different versions of him, right, in the WWE, but it's just wanting to see something different in AEW. All right. With all of that being said, Reg, I have to agree with what you're saying. The last two weeks have been, and um, no, let me erase that. The last week because I did like what went down on collision and tonight I think that things have vastly improved in terms of my interest in Adam Copeland right now in AEW and that is partially due to especially what we saw today with Christian Cage it's partially due to everything that's unfolding with Christian Cage yeah and that's funny that you say that Denise because I think the issue in the way that Adam Copeland is being presented is it's a gift and a curse situation He's being presented with Christian, which is familiar. He's going to be able to do some things that he's that he's used to. But also, I think the point of us wanting to see Adam Copeland in AEW, seeing him against all these different people, seeing him against Kenny Omega, seeing him against uh, Darby Allin, seeing him against MJF, and we're not getting that. We're just seeing the same feud that we've been seeing him have for the last 15 years. So it's like, I can understand why you could be in this position of like, well, we're not really seeing him doing anything different because honestly, we're not really seeing him do anything different. Like, was I wrong, Reg? Honestly, like, was I wrong with my stance on kind of finding it just a little bit like not really noteworthy? Like we've seen Adam Copeland and Christian have a match before. This is like next week isn't like some crazy thing first time ever. It's like we've seen this before. So, yeah, I think we were all kind of like, He's going to come in and wrestle Kenny Omega. He's going to come in and do all these crazy things. And he just hasn't been in like, he came in and it. wrestled Luchasaurus. It wasn't uh, terrible. Right, I don't right. want to shit on it. Cause it wasn't terrible, but mm. it's not Kenny Omega. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 
Will Chisholm sa says, I had it before. It's it's a cousin to cheesecake. Thank you, Will Chisholm. He's had cream cheese, uh, cake, pie, whatever the hell it is. It's really great. I love it. Reg, hold on to your hat. Because Sheldon Jackson just gifted 50 DWO wow. memberships. Wow. Sheldon Jackson, always a great supporter of our pod, I swear. Dude, Sheldon, you're the man. Thank you so freaking much. Seriously, damn, guys, please give Sheldon Jackson some love in the chat because that is freaking incredible. And I'm just like mind blown right now. I don't even know how to continue on. I'm just so mind blown Sheldon, at this moment. Um, that's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Roberto Arsenal says, I wish WWE had a round robin tournament. I'd watch WWE weekly again if they did. I hope Swerve and Danielson win their respective blocks. Uh, this isn't a WWE podcast, but... Reg, how would you feel if they did a round robin tournament with a bunch of their top guys like AEW is doing, but with WWE? Uh, I think it'd be interesting depending on the field they lay out there. They have a bunch of wrestlers that I think are capable of doing this. If we see like Gunther and Ricochet and, and, and Montez Ford and some secret guys that may be Chad Gable that are going to continuously cook in this. I think they, of course, could do something like this. They never would because they don't do tournament style things like that. And like all of their tournament stuff in history that we all love and we tell them to bring back, they don't like it. We're like, bring back King of the Ring. And they're like, oh, I guess. Like every time they bring it back, they feel like they're we held them at gunpoint to do them. We're like, we just like these tournament things. You know what I mean? Exactly. Simon Renshaw, DWO member, says he'll be at Dynamite next week yes. and cannot wait. That's going to be fun. I mean, you're getting freaking Christian Cage and Adam Copeland for the championship for the TNT championship. So that's freaking awesome. Phantom FDW says Emmy slapped Julia so hard her eyelashes fell off. <laughs> okay, to be fair, eyelashes are super flimsy and right. you like go like this too hard and they'll like quickly fall off. So eyelashes tend to fall off rather quickly. Easy one to get slapped off for sure, Denise. <laughs> yes. Dream Ninja 77 says, honest question, without Tony books the women at this point, what would make Mercedes choose AEW? I love Julia, but where is Deeb, Rosa, Nyla, etc.? So the quick answer for me on this one, Reg, and you mm. let me know if you agree with this or not, is that I do think that the pro of going to AEW is all in the risk. It's in risking the positives that you could bring out, right? So she can go into AEW and it could just be like, they don't do nothing really. And it's the same old thing that we've been seeing with the women's division. Or she can go to AEW and because of her star power, force change to the point where all of a sudden we're starting to get more of these meaningful storylines and more meaningful matches and just overall more for the women in AEW. So I do see it as a risk. And I do think that Mercedes Monet, if she were to go into AEW and be able to cause that change, that it would be a huge uh, accomplishment, uh, you know, in her belt buckle. Yeah, it's kind of like, do you want to go and be the big fish in a small pond type of deal for Mercedes, I feel here, Denise? It's like, she's going to go and be instantly the biggest women star in the promotion. She's going to force their hand. They're going to, it's not going to be a situation where you have Mercedes and you're not doing something with Mercedes and you're just letting her sit in the back. She's going to have to be in that position. Now, that could, we've, I, I, I can't say that we've seen it before because we haven't seen someone of, Mercedes caliber be presented in AEW. So I think that 
it just has to be a chance that she takes. It has to be a chance that everyone takes. I we talked about it on Grapsity. Uh, we don't think that she's gonna sign like a full time contract. I think is the thing. I don't know if she's gonna sign a full time contract with anybody just because of the position that she's been doing everything like she's been in new japan she's been over here she's doing all doing all these kind of things i don't know if she's going to be locked down if she does it's not going to be for a long time so i think there's more reward for her doing this going to AEW, or kind of staying a free agent out of just being a wwe women's wrestler but i also see why she wouldn't want not to you know Right. And I don't think that it would be so terrible if we were to see Mercedes Monet go and spend a year or two over on the AEW side of things and see how that works out Mm -hmm. and then have either the option to stick with AEW or be like, you know what? I'm a huge star. I'm going to go to WWE and kind of go back and do that. Like I know a year, two years sounds like a whole lot, but it really isn't when you think about things. I mean, God, we were just sitting here watching the return of Randy Orton. This man was gone for almost two years. I think it was 18 months, like 500 and something days. And Tell me, Reg, did not not feel like it flew by. Yeah, definitely felt like it flew by. And in this case specifically, Denise, we saw Mercedes return in January of this year. You know what I mean? So, like, the way that time and everything works, it's like these things could go by so quickly. Say she had signed in a year in January in AEW, it'd already be over. Like, that's how quickly these things happen. So, um, she's – I think the ball's in her her court. She – Put out that video today and we're all giddy about it like it's pretty much up to what she want would want to do i want to see her do some more things out of wwe if she goes back she's just like kind of back in the mix with charlotte and becky and eo and oscar which is all going to be great but it's like it's not going to be a big difference from what she could do if she kind of stays doing what she's doing now Right, exactly. All right, let's get some more thoughts in here. We got Wyatt Cox who says, Adam Copeland hits the swear jar. Oh boy. So before we get to that whole segment, we did get an unbleeped F-U-C-K. I don't know why I'm spelling it out. I've said that a million times on this podcast and every podcast. I think you said that today on this podcast, but. I already did. Damn. Okay. So, you know, what's funny when Adam Copeland said it, I heard it, yeah. but it didn't dawn on me right away that, hey, we don't usually get this. Uh, that should be bleeped out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the issue for me is I was watching the fight one and they like let the things go through. So it was just like, oh, that was, it felt like, oh, that was regular. That was funny. Then I get online and everybody's like, oh, you can't say that. And I just forget because on the fight, they let you say whatever you want. So it didn't seem that wild to me in the moment but yeah really good moment I like how he brought that back around yeah I was on the TBS streaming at like their little streaming site oh no mm-hmm. wait no I was on direct TV yeah I was on direct TV because that's where I've been watching now and yeah and so they definitely like it came out crystal clear <laughs> <laughs> minimal sends in a super chat saying Reg Penta Vikingo Commander versus Top Flight Andretti on Rampage is gonna be flippy shit Lucha Spot Foo excellence hose me down brother hose me down when they announced this match everybody saw it online you everybody knows denise so they announced matches like this they know what time it is they know i'm about to go nuts but you as you guys don't know also if you've been on this podcast this is also a denise salcedo match too. put some lucha shit in there we're from california you know what time it is man we love some flips we love some wild shit they announced this 
uh shout outs we're going to talk about it here soon seeing dante back in here was awesome and then immediately going to this crazy ass match denise i'm ready let's go minimal thank you so much for the super chat appreciate that very very much all right so i want to get apparently i cursed yesterday on nxt See? yeah i remember that okay so anyways f-u-c-k <laughs> <All right. laughs> for the children watching i want to start things off with the mjf portion of all of this because mjf we are getting closer and closer to the reveal of the devil before yeah. this all of the attacks that we had seen had happened in some sort of backstage capacity but this was the one that we got in ring so after mjf cut this promo where he had mentioned that all of these great things Samoa Joe had done in his career, how he impacted the sport. But in WWE, his talents were not fully recognized and he never became a champion. Uh, so kind of throwing a little bit of a shot there to the way that WWE books Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. But as he's doing that, he's really hyped up. He gets us all hyped up for the World's Ends match against Samoa Joe. And then suddenly he ends up the lights go down. We see it flickering back and forth. And during this, we're watching him get beat up by four masked men. And then, this is where, it be then, Samoa Joe comes out. I'm glitching like the stream. Samoa <laughs> Joe comes out with the bat and runs all these guys out. Be after that is when the stream just goes down. And by that, yeah. I mean, like, not your actual physical stream, but, like, the AEW broadcast. So they do it in the way where uh, it really tricked me. I thought for I a thought quick second. I thought my stream went down. Me too. And I thought, <laughs> God damn. I was literally thinking inside my head. God damn it. God damn it. It's right. direct TV. But mm -hmm. then really quickly, I was like, wait a minute. Hold the phone. This may be part of this whole entire thing because the screen goes black. We're not hearing commentary. We don't hear any sound. It lasts a good couple of seconds. We finally come back and we get this message on the screen and it says in the shadows our game begins and he basically the i don't know the group or the entity ask mjf for a match a tag team match against these unknown tag team competitors with him and samoa joe and mjf's freaking pissed so of course he accepts it man would you make all of this of all of this there were some interesting things I thought in this Denise that went a little bit uh, crazy. First, yeah, I did think my stream went down, but when Samoa Joe ran out to save MJF, he didn't beat up any of the uh, those guys that were in there. He just grabbed one of the guy from in the ring and grabbed his bat, ran in. But as soon as he got in, they all scattered, so he didn't touch anybody that was out there. People online were confused. Do you think these guys are the same guys as the Joker guys? Because I think people were confused as to what these who these people are do you think they're the same people i think that aw has been possibly clever in having different people underneath the mask yeah to throw off any predictions now mm -hmm. i saw a couple of people saying oh the big dude was probably wardlow he didn't look that big to me no I think it was more so like the screenshot I posted on Twitter from the angle that we saw because the camera was kind of low. It made one of the guys look a lot bigger than he was. I do not think it's Wardlow. I'm not expecting it to be Wardlow. But I just thought that based off of the attack that it's still the same people that have been right. doing all of this. Yeah, I kind of because some people were like, oh, this feels like different people. I'm like, you know, it kind of feels like the same thing, just in a different setting, like you said. Um, 
is MJF hurt? Like, are they setting up a match for next week? I'm kind of confused. Him coming out, walking on the cane, I was like, Denise, when we were watching Full Gear and he was going for this elbow drop, weren't we both like, this is such a bad idea. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then he does this. And I'm like, that was such a bad idea. Why'd you do this? And then he comes limp, limping out on this cane. And I'm like, why did you do that? That doesn't make any sense. So yeah, are they going to have this match next week? Are we going to get another pump face? There's just a bunch of questions that I had coming out of this. Okay. So first of all, MJF announced on Twitter legitimately that he has a torn labrum. Right. And that within itself, I was thinking, dude, did we just get the finish for Samoa Joe? That's MJF? what I was thinking too, Denise. What does this say? I feel like, and then the tweet was deleted. Yeah. I feel like maybe that shouldn't have been tweeted out there because I feel it got a lot of people going, well, we know Samoa Joe's winning at World right. End. Yeah, of course. Because why would I... Would... You're telling me that the next time that MJF has a title match, he's going to give it up because he's hurt. I'm like, is he going to be able to make it to World's End? Is a doctor going to clear him with the broken, all this torn, blah, blah, blah? I'm confused about the whole thing. So here's the thing. I don't think we're actually going to get a match next week. Okay. I'm ex well, Maybe we like, we'll, we'll get it. I have a feeling that a instead... Match. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're going to get that. I have a feeling that we're going to see Samoa Joe, MJF go out there. And we're going to be waiting, right? We're going to be waiting for this team to come out. And then, I don't know, something stupid's going to happen. Like, the lights go out, and instead they get attacked from behind. And then they take off the mask, and they reveal themselves. And everybody goes, oh, my God, with whoever the hell it is. I just, I'm not really expecting a match out of this, is what I'm saying. Okay, so you think they're setting up a big swerve next week, and you think that's when they're going to re reveal the people? That's how they do it? I mean, yes. that is a good way to kind of get around the swerve if you're going to announce the match. Yeah, I have a feeling, and I only say this because I thought it was going to happen at full gear. I thought the, re mm -hmm. the reveal was going to happen there. I feel like at World's End, like, we should know already. Shouldn't we, we should already know, know by then. World's End? Because here's uh... the thing. We're going into this already expecting a certain outcome. If we have the addition of all of a sudden we know who the devil is, maybe that'll change our perception once it comes to the main event. Or we just wait, and then whoever is the devil ends up costing MJF the match. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm landing on it. Because, like, how do you – I guess it depends on who they reveal to be the devil. Because how do you what's – the, what's the draw for us to think that MJF's going to win after that. Like, is he the devil? Has he been setting this up the whole time? If it's somebody else, it's going to be like, well, that's even more. So I don't really know. I'm very confused. Injuries randomly in the middle of a big storyline. Real injuries are always so touchy-feely. And this one is like, I was thinking earlier with the MJF stuff, like, should they get it off of him before that to maybe swerve us before the swerve? Like, oh, just randomly announce a match on Dynamite or Collision and MJF gets beat by somebody before then. I don't know. Like, I don't know the severity of everything. Cause like that feels pretty telegraphed. Like you're saying, Denise, cause immediately you're like, all right, then Samoa Joe's going to win. Cause he's hurt. Yes. So I don't know where you go about this. I think we just have to like wait and see at world's end, get this match with him and Samoa Joe, because he did do a good job of basically letting people know that no matter what body parts are coming off or falling off of him, that yeah. he's going to go and wrestle this match. But here's the other thing that got a lot of people sort of thinking here. I got ahead of people in my Twitter timeline, basically bringing up, and I think we all kind of 
thought for a split second this because I know I thought it. And what I'm talking about is retribution vibes. Yes. So retribution, I won't be surprised if it's like trending on Twitter or something because it was very similar to that with the lights and the messages and the masked men and all of these little things. And we know what, what a mess that was. We don't even need to talk about it, but it had retribution vibes. That's why I was saying that, Denise, it, it, asking if you thought these people were different. Because I saw people saying it gave retribution vibes, which led me to believe that they thought these were different people than the Joker people. So I was very confused. It did feel like those type of vibes. Anytime you get into that type of that's so like the line is so fine of like real life stuff and like those type of attacks. So I'm always like, we should never do them when the retribution thing happened. It was so close to the thing. It was like, don't do it. This again felt like this felt closer to the Joker thing. So I didn't get those vibes, but I understand why people were saying it. So the chat here just informed me that Corey Graves put out a tweet and I just checked right now. And he just put out a tweet that said retribution question mark. <sighs> why? <laughs> I don't know why, but well, I mean, we know why, right? We know, we know why. why. Yeah, we know why, but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> okay, so look, I don't want to say that it's retribution vibes, even though I did get them because I got, I got retribution vibes. Me, me too. But that's not a good thing because of the stink that retribution essentially left. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's not a good look because that wasn't a good look when it initially happened. I don't think this, that was just like a little part played in this angle. So I don't think it takes away from anything, but I think it was funny. Yeah. I just don't want it to be funny though. This is one of those storylines where I don't want it to be funny. I don't want it to be corny. I want it to be deadly. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I feel you though. Yeah. You, you don't want, here? we don't want no shenanigans. We've already had shenanigans. Like this is serious. Samoa Joe's here. He wants that championship. Max is hurt. There's all this stuff going on. We don't want any extra shenanigans. And this feels like extra shenanigans. Yeah, I think that this needs to be presented more adult-like. Yes. This, this came okay. off as a little bit more on the teenager, childish type of vibe. Mm. I want, this is going to sound, <laughs> I want adult content. That's oh, what I want. <laughs> Does that make it? But you know what I mean? <laughs> Not that kind of adult content the other type of adult like content. silk stockings violent, type of content violent maturity i want it to, i don't want to feel pacific silly. blue style yeah i see what you're saying here denise no you just don't want to <laughs> wrestling fans never want to feel like we're dumb or you think that we're dumb and if you present stuff like this you're trying to say that i'm dumb and i'm not dumb fool Thank you. That's what I want. Okay, mm -hmm. so I don't want it to turn into something cheesy or corny. I want it to be dark and mysterious and badass. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. I honestly. Um, so in terms of, like, what's going to go down here, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do find out next week who the Masked Men are. Only because I get the vibe that because they're doing the show in Montreal. And I think they said it's, their, it's not their first show in Montreal, is it? Or is their it? Their first Dynamite, I think, is what they were selling it as. Okay, so it's their first Dynamite of Montreal. They already have Adam Copeland and Christian Cage built for this. So it's already telling me that they are wanting the show to be kind of big for next week. I mean, if you got that main event announced this early ahead going in, I think they want some big angles. And that is a good way to, I think, going on to what you're saying of them not having the match, that draw to the angle, I think, is a good way to do it. 
We got a super chat here from Matt Logan who says, Adam's FU went out live over the air in Canada and England, but I'm looking forward to him and Christian Cage fighting. Man, that thing went everywhere. We heard mm -hmm. it here in Los Angeles. We heard it in <laughs> Oakland. Wherever the hell you're watching, we heard it. I like when they can do like, because there was a bunch of conspiracy theories after it, Denise, of like, how much does this cost? And blah, blah, blah. I like that on a wrestling show, we can get random F-bombs and like, not know what the consequences are attached to it. Right, right. I want to know what the consequences are. Like, hear me out. Hear me out, Reg. Was it worth it? I'm saying that's my con. Like, how much does this cost? And is that one word for this one promo worth it? Right. And also, who fell asleep at the wheel? Like, who's I don't know whose job it is to be like mute. <laughs> Somebody just chilling, having a chip, and like it was too fast. <laughs> because we're usually watching on a time delay, right? So it's not like they didn't have time to press mute. That's what know. the time delay is there that's for. That's your job. I think that's their job. So somebody's in trouble right now. Damn, it's the intern. It's probably the intern. <laughs> Who knows? Mm -hmm. Matt Logan, thank you so much for the Matt. super chat. I appreciate it a whole lot. We got one here from Crazy101 who says, if you want an adult product, get Blue Chew. <laughs> Hey, man, until they're sponsoring us Not again, sponsor, then, we'll, yeah. then we'll go for it. But for right now, well, we'll put a pause on that. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and continue on from this. I want to get into some other big news. And this is, of course, we've been talking a whole lot about Sting's final match, his retirement match. that's going to be upcoming. We already knew it was going to be happening at Revolution. But now we got some details as to when and where Revolution will be taking place. And that is Sunday March 3rd in Greensboro, North Carolina <laughs> at the Greensboro Coliseum. And this was announced backstage with Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan's present to sting Ric Flair. And Ric Flair was, he was, he was doing, he was him being himself. He was being Flair and just like going off on his promo. Yes. Denise, I'm like, he, he was like a displaced grandpa or something like grandpa <laughs> this way. Like, no, it's okay. You can like, he's just randomly voting stuff out. I don't know if he knows where he's at. Like we're on a TV show, dude. You're talking to the camera. He's just like randomly looking around. I'm like, why is this happening? Denise, why is this happening? I don't know. I don't know. Like I obviously, well, I mean, I do know. I know. Yeah. The history <laughs> of Sting and Ric Flair. And I like that they did. Here's the thing though. It made sense to have Flair there for this specific moment because obviously they were talking about the nights that Ric Flair said and him went 45, went to a 45 minute time limit draw and basically made sting in that night although rick flair says that sting made sting of course you know okay let me rephrase the question who is this for because everybody on the timelines like i hate this i don't want rick flair on this tv okay but Nobody that's the timeline this. reg this is what i've learned as much as i love twitter i love twitter it's my favorite social media app i love twitter and i don't like when people say twitter is not real because i think it's very freaking real. real there are real people out there whether they're shitty or not shitty they're very freaking real and i get all of the criticisms that twitter gets okay but I do also realize that not everybody's opinion is what you see on Twitter. There's a whole other world out there and there's people on Facebook and Instagram and freaking YouTube and TikTok and everybody seems to have like different opinions, but I don't know, man. It's so weird because it's not like we've seen Ric Flair get booed at the shows. I think that, 
I understand. I know why he's a draw. Like I've been to shows and know that people love Ric Flair. I just don't know if this, if seeing him in like that state is what this is about. Like seeing him as like an incoherent grandpa is like, that's what we want to Ric Flair represented as. Like I see what they're going for, but it just feels like off. I don't get it, but I also do get it. So So I I actually forgot to mention this and I was going to mention this on the podcast. Uh, Thanksgiving. Speaking of Thanksgiving, I'm not kidding you. So I was sitting down, uh, my husband, we were watching the football game that was on that day. And my cousins were there. They're like 17, 18, 19 years old, 16, around that age. There's a bunch of them. We're Mexican. There's a bunch of kids. And one of my cousins, I think he's 19. He's in college. He's not a pro wrestling fan. Um, And he asked me, he's like, hey, Denise, who's Ric Flair? Mm. And I was like, why are you asking? And he goes, oh, because I hear him. All of these rappers are always talking about him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, he's a, you know, I, I very, I kept it very simple. I'm like, he's a famous wrestler. He's, he's an icon, blah, 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 blah. You know, very, very politically correct. Right. Right. And uh, he was just like, oh, okay. But it's one of those things where it's like my cousin who does not watch pro wrestling is never asking me about any other wrestler. But because of these mentions in rap music, that's why he asked me about him. And I think one time he also asked me about Shawn Michaels. I guess somebody had mentioned Shawn in a song or something. I have no idea. Yeah, both of these, uh, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold and The Rock, like that generation of wrestlers, very popular among the rappers, always have been featured in bars but rick flair specifically is mentioned pretty often like throughout the whole hip-hop game so that actually makes sense and of course offset the rick flair drip song so like there's a lot attached to him like even beyond him being the greatest wrestler of all time as he's had this resurgent because of things like that so it's freaking it's, crazy it's wild denise Finally, like, instead of yeah. asking me who's roman reigns who's cm punk obviously they know john cena and the rock mm-hmm but it, it was just so wild to me and it was sort of unexpected because when you're in a when you're like in an environment when there's you're not going to be talking wrestling you're not i wasn't expecting wrestling to be brought up is what i'm saying right yeah yeah it's interesting that an 18 year old is asking about 78 year old rick flair how right? he is. <laughs> that's why i turned and i was like huh he's mm-hmm. like yeah the rap and i was like oh yeah i know they're doing that but i wouldn't really know so uh anyways off on a tangent there, but that was just something that inspired that thought there. Um, Delayed Grat says Brian Danielson is about to find Adam Copeland for that F-bomb. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that was reported out there by Sean Ross Sapp, who recently put the news that Brian Danielson is a lead of this committee and does do these fines for social media and stuff like that. I wouldn't know. No but, I, but I don't think it's for like, that's not his specific job, though, for like this thing that I that I know of. I don't know. <laughs> Christopher Marino says to help not make an obvious Joe beating MJF, maybe have Joe get hurt while trying to save MJF uh, from the devil boys. Okay. I like that story being told. Cause it, like I said, tonight, he didn't touch the, the devil boys at all tonight. So if they tell a story next week of taking him out, then we kind of believe that both of them are hurt going into the match. It's trying to see two hurt people in a match is an interesting way to go about it, but it could work. <laughs> Hey, man, we just sat through a storyline where a one-legged guy was being replaced by another one-legged guy and won. So I think that was not totally off the table. True, true. (laughs) Crazy one and one says if they did another match, it would last 45 seconds. Who are we talking about? If who did another match? Mm, I'm not sure. 
Let us know, Crazy 101. Sting and Ric Flair? Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Sting and Ric Flair because they went 45 minutes in the first match. Saying if they did another match, it would last 45 45 seconds. 45 seconds. Okay, okay. I hope they never do that match. Never don't have Ric Flair out there anywhere. No. And those 45 seconds would just have everybody on the edge of their seat, just like praying and shit. Like, you know, you don't want to see nothing like that happen. Um, All right. So we got more people in here saying that that pick I posted is definitely Wardlow. I don't think that's Wardlow. Um, It could be though, Denise. And if it's Wardlow, fine, whatever. It could be. be. I give up. I give up. Let's talk about Wardlow, Denise, because actually. I've his, said everything I've said. Oh, wait, you're talking about tonight. And his his segment match tonight Fox. was super interesting. So AR Fox, uh, shout out to AR Fox. I was first upset that they didn't give him an entrance. He, they gave him the job or entrance as he's already down there. But the thing I thought that was most interesting about this match is it wasn't a regular Wardlow match of him just squashing uh, people. But Denise, when he got to the power bombs, the people did not care <laughs> at all. Oh, no one cared and remember when he used to do the powerbomb symphony people were up people were doing the hand thing he started powerbombing air fox today and people did not care he did the swanton bomb and people were like and i was like yo warlow has fallen very 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 far my question for you denise is can he come back Reg, yeah, you're probably question. the wrong question, wrong one to ask about this. <laughs> oh man, Reg, I'm trying not to get heat over here. I'm trying to be politically correct, make people happy. <laughs> Let me ring this in. I am asking to be. All this. right, we already know how I feel about this. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. I've been sick and tired of that power bomb symphony for months now, Reg, to the point where they would have Wardlow come out and do a match, and you know what I'd do? I'd go, eh. Let me go see what's on Twitter. Let me go see what funny joke I can make. What are people saying on the timeline? Because I knew that I had already seen and could predict what was going to happen with Wardlow. Now, granted, the last couple of events that I've been to, and most recently the one in LA, he got a great reaction for that power bomb symphony that he did. And I thought, damn, I'm seriously out of touch. I watch the product every week and I read what people say and everybody's cheering for the power bomb symphony. Now, today you mentioned we didn't get that kind of reaction. And I think the problem is here that they had teased we were going to get this new version of Wardlow. Yep. N- there hasn't been anything new. This That's match was was one of the best matches that we've seen from Wardlow recently. And that was because of AR Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this exactly what you're saying here, Denise. He even came in. Remember, he did a couple of promos and we were like, all right, maybe he is going to bring. He was like things have changed. I'm going to kill MJF, blah, blah, blah. But then the matches happen. You're like, oh, he's exactly the same. He's either squashing somebody. Today, he got some different stuff in, but he's still just power bombing a guy however many times until the match is over. Doesn't feel any difference. Doesn't feel like the uh, a, like he hasn't progressed as a character in so long that we need something to latch on to. I'm hoping that him being involved with this devil thing, hopefully that is him because that'll give him some kind of edge. Because what he's doing now is just not working. And I get what you mean, because you do need that edge for him. But then it's mm-hmm. like, I think I would be disappointed what? if it was if the reveal was Wardlow. Because I need to see that edge beforehand. Maybe he's not the Joker, but he's on the squad. Okay, if he's on the squad, sure. Yeah. But, then, but no, no, I take that back. I was just trying to be nice. No, I take that back. 
Why would he be on the squad? Why would he want to play second fiddle to somebody else? <laughs> Wouldn't Wardlow want to be on top? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Yeah, there's a there's reasoning to why, because I kind of am under the impression that he just wants to screw MJF no matter what. So like, yo, I'm gonna work with whoever you are for just this a little amount of time because the goal is to screw MJF. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think they need to liven things up with Wardlow because we had the magic was there. The magic was there and they just let it sit there for too long. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. They needed to take advantage right then and there and they didn't. And I think that they could find the magic, but now they're going to have to kind of find a different method to get that. Because think about how long they told that story between MJF and Wardlow. Mm -hmm. That went on forever. Mm -hmm. And it led up to that big moment and then other stuff that was not part of the story that was like real life issues with, with MJF led into helping that, helping Wardlow really get over during that double or nothing weekend. And mm -hmm. so there was a lot of things that happened that led to that kind of reaction. And then they just dropped it. I don't, try to be nice here. I don't know if there... <laughs> If anything will ever help, is what I'm trying to say. Like, what if if he was put into the best situations, would it be any different? Like, say they capitalized off of everything that he ever happened, would it be any different than this? Because he's not giving me he's not giving me any reasons to believe that, you know. So Scott George brings up a good point here, and he says he doesn't think it's Wardlow because he's not the leader type. It's got to be somebody who's like could be this manipulative a-hole because if you're out here leading this group of guys to go attack a man, you got to have your, your, your finger on everything. Uh, you got you and Scott saying this is like, this doesn't make, I'm kind of agreeing with that. Cause this doesn't make Wardlow look good. If he's supposed to be this big badass and somebody's just like sending him orders. Like the whole thing is supposed to be, he doesn't like MJF because MJF gave him a bunch of orders and was, had him in this little punk Butler role. And if he's just back into playing second fiddle to somebody, it doesn't really look great for his character. So what do you do to fix Wardlow right now? I have an idea, Reg. You got to give Wardlow different layouts of matches. Like we saw here today. Sure. That's fine. That's a good yeah. start. Mm -hmm. But he needs to mix it up with other people, have different types of matches. <laughs> Please, dear God, a different kind of match. Surprise us. I don't care. Go out there and do a spinneroonie. I don't give a damn. Do something different. Yes. Do something different. Yes. And he will get over again with the people. Have different matches. Spice it up. Have them cut a really awesome promo. And go from there. Yeah, I think the thing is, is we've seen these flashes of brilliance here. Just recently, he did the promo where he was like on the rooftop or whatever. And I was like, oh, Wardlow is back. So there's, there is it in there. If you come lay this out, maybe make him full heel. We go in. We stop just having him powerbomb people 20 times. There's still something there. People want to get behind Wardlow. I think that's the thing that's going to save Wardlow is like, from the beginning, it was some kind of intangible element that the fans love. And I still think he has that element. We just have to utilize that. Bro, he's a good-looking guy. He can do things that you wouldn't imagine a guy his size could do. And 
when you let him go out there and have cool matches, they deliver and he's got like the perfect look. He has everything. Speaking. He has yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense as to why. I, I, I don't know what it is, Denise. I just don't know. Like he should be the AEW world champ. We should want to see him squash people, but something happened. Phil says it's that after the big homie powerhouse Hobbs, when he, they were having that presser and Wardlow was champ, powerhouse busts in and like just punks him out like he never really recovered from that like powerhouse came in and was like i'm about to beat your ass i'm gonna take your belt and warlow was like oh that's cute and he just like at that moment it was like oh i don't know man you should have flipped this table over and went after him but like from then on he hasn't really been to his full potential maybe it's the big homie's fault look reg you and i were in that room when that happened yep And we know that pro wrestling involves a lot of things, right? It's not just being great in the ring. Mm -hmm. We know that it involves you bringing out personality, charisma, having the it factor. And that day, when powerhouse Hobbs walked in and did his whole thing that you mentioned, Hobbs went in there looking like The Rock. (laughs) He made Wardlow, I don't know, who has like the least charisma that you've ever seen in pro wrestling? Like, I'm talking nothing. <laughs> like negative charisma. Yeah. Like negative charisma. That's what he looked. That was the comparison that I'm trying to make. Like, we know The Rock has the most charisma out of, like, yeah. anybody on this planet. Mm. That is, that was the difference that we were seeing there. And that moment, I sat there and I was thinking, oh, damn. Yeah. That was, like, kind of, like, the glass-shattered moment for me uh, was during that press scrum. Yeah, and I don't think he's recovered since then. And that wasn't even a major storyline. Like, a lot of people didn't even see that. But, like, I don't know if it was a real-life confident boot. I don't know if he thought, like, this guy is legit in storylines and in real life on my heels. And that was crazy. But since then, something has happened. I don't know if the homie killed his hopes and dreams, but get it back, Wardlow. Man. All right. Well, let's let's hope that things work out. Tim Weiner, actually, hold on. I got to get this one first. This one's from Amir F who says, way to fix Wardlow. Send him to WWE. Peace. I had a bunch of people here in the chat and I was reading people's comments coming in. There was a bunch of people in here saying, send him to NXT. I want the biggest star in NXT, though, that's for sure. I watch NXT. I like NXT. I cover it on a weekly basis. They do a really good job of finding people a good character that'll work for them. Listen, Wardlow going to NXT and becoming Braxton Hensley on the TV show, I think would be awesome. Right before they go to CW, he's one of them. He looks kind of like one of them One Tree Hill villains anyway. So him becoming (laughs) Braxton Hensley on the show, I think we'll do it. I I don't know. I might want to disagree with what you're saying about NXT, though, because where's Jade at, Denise? I thought that. Dude, there's a lot going on. I don't know what's going on with Cora Jade. No, not Cora Jade. Jade Cargill. Oh, Jade Cargill. Sorry, I was thinking Cora Jade for a second. My bad. Uh, I see Jade Cargill probably doing more of like main roster stuff. I don't know. Based on what I heard Triple H say in that media scrum, for survivor series it seems to me that they still got her trying to develop her in ring skills that's that's the vibe that i got from what he said because he said he mentioned something of her not having some sort of like developmental experience and that was to no fault of her own i forget the wording for that so do uh, not yeah. ignore my fr- my wording of that because he it, i'm not saying it verbatim the way that he said it but he, he basically mentioned that 
It was kind of a little bit of talking shit. She basically said to no fault of her own, she's not totally ready to go out there and do this. And I thought, bro, yeah. damn, dude, we she was training saying. with Brian Danielson. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Mm -hmm. We know exactly what you're saying, bro. <laughs> and, you know, and Triple H does that. If you listen to, if you listen close enough, if you've sat through enough of these things, you could read between the lines. But um, anyway, so Jade, yeah, I don't know. That's that's the vibe that I got. I have the vibe that they don't think that she's totally ready just yet, but they right. know she will be at some point. Mm -hmm. Tim Weiner Jr. says, off subject, congrats to Ty Mello and Alexa Bliss on the birth of their babies in the last couple of days. I saw oh, that, nice. man. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Congratulations to Ty, to Sammy, to Alexa Bliss, Ryan Cabrera, all the people that are becoming parents. And Tim Sammy Weiner said Jr. prize was 24 plus hours. Shout out to Ty for being out Is there. Is that what she said? Labor for 24 plus hours. Jeez Louise. Oh, hells no, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. Oh, Can you imagine, no. Denise, a full day of just having your legs? I've heard women have, like, way longer ones than that. <laughs> you know that, like, in order to give birth, your lady bits have to go to 10 centimeters. And I saw, like, a picture, and apparently that's the size of, like, a bagel. Now we watched that video in health class. And, and I never uh, watched the video. I never watched Ooh, the video. It's crazy, Denise. They're, like, show it's, like. They're showing the birds are like in the room and then like it just cuts scenes to like the and then it's like the heads coming out and we're like, ah, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> All of us are screaming as sophomores. Ah, this is the scariest, scariest thing I've ever seen. I as a man, I would never know that pain. That's the craziest thing in the world. So shout out to any woman that did it or that's going to do it. Why'd you look at me when you said that? I don't know, Denise. I don't know what the time. What, you were like, know. or any woman that's going to do it. And you looked at me. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Why are you looking at me for, Reg? Go look somewhere else. <laughs> You're a Latina, Denise. I know what time it is. <laughs> I know my clock. I know you went to, uh, to Thanksgiving and they're like, here she now, comes you know again what? without a kid. <laughs> My family doesn't ask me because they know I'm really weird about that stuff. Okay, good for them. Yeah. I haven't they know seen I'm a lot of... I'm the kind of person that if you ask me, I'll go on some whole entire feminist rant about it. And so nobody wants to deal with my bullshit oh, okay. feminist rants. So All no right. one bothers to ask. Once you ask, you get in, that. You learn the lesson. Usually in Mexican families, they don't care. They're like... I'm going to go in every time. But if you're one of the, they're like, oh, here she comes. She's one of those. We can't ask her anything. I see yeah. That. Yeah. So I would go on a whole ass feminist rant and it works because ain't nobody asked me no more. <laughs> My little That's brother does way. ask though. He does ask, but I let it slide because he's a little teenage boy, but he does what, ask he, me. He wants, uh, he's trying to babysit. I don't know, but he always tells me like, and he makes it seem like I'm so old. Like he was telling me the other day, he's like, you know, Denise, if you wait any longer, your baby's going to have like complications because you're getting right. old. And I was like, how do you know about this? I'm like, that's not true. And he was like, no, Denise, it is true. And I thought, is that true? And so I went and asked around. Apparently it's true. Yeah, why is your brother like, doing research? He is really like my the sister. The older needs you to get, get you have the older you get, you can have more complications with like giving birth and what stuff. Apparently, once makes... you're over 30, like you can have more complications. I don't know, man. I've never had a kid. Clock's ticking, Denise, over 30. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
This is too much for me, Reg. This is too much for me. I don't me. know how. I was going to say, I don't know how we got here, but the Super Chat is still here. With <laughs> Congrats to Ty Mello and Alexis. Alexis. I blame Tim Weiner Jr. <laughs> Rafael Garcia says, of course it's not Wardlow. That would be too easy. Obviously, it's Glock Anderson. <laughs> Seriously, though, in a perfect world, it would be Osprey and the United Empire. Empire. Yeah, okay, I was thinking um, of something else with Yui. I don't know how they would tie that story around. All right, all right, all right. Glock Anderson, though. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Rafael Garcia, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that. Um, I'm terrified to read these comments right now. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, AU says undisputed era. That's what I was thinking. Oh, my undisputed head. era. Yeah. I said United. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Actually. Delara okay. says Denise was about to shock the system. Mm. Oh God, guys can't even breathe right now. We need to get okay. into the rest of the show. Cause there's still a lot we haven't gotten into. AEW mm -hmm. Continental Classic, let's get to it. We had more Gold League matches. John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. Sawyer versus Jay White. Roosh versus Mark Briscoe. To simplify all of this, Reg, which one was your match of the night today? From uh, these matches? I'm going to go with the main event because of just how both of those wrestlers work. I thought that Swerve and Jay White in this position right now, Swerve is so hot, Denise. Every time he makes an entrance, people are wild for it. But I'm loving the position that Jay White is in right now. Coming off of full gear, I was one of those people that was like, I don't know. But the match last week with Rush and the work that he did in this match, I thought was excellent. These guys are both great counter wrestlers. These guys are both great, meticulous, slowly working guys. And them working against each other, I thought was awesome. Them hitting all the spots. I thought that they both looked strong coming out of it, too, with the finish of the thing. The most intriguing match I thought to me, though, was Roosh and Mark Briscoe. Again, Roosh is the most unpredictable, dynamic style wrestler in the world. In this match, I was like, is this real again? Like, I don't know if this is a real fight. But, of course, it looked like he might have got hurt in this match. So we don't know coming out of this. That's kind of like the, the thing about these tournaments is like, what if somebody gets hurt? What if Roosh is really hurt coming out of this match? Is he replaced? Do they give away his points? What happens here? I thought that that uh, it was very strong uh, showing, though, from both. And this kind of felt like uh, they've said stuff about calling audibles in pro wrestling before. And I'm like, should they call an audible here? Like, Brush is probably supposed to win this match. But, like, if he's hurt and going to be out the rest of this tournament, give Mark Briscoe three points. That's another tangent for another day, though. Well, hopefully he isn't hurt. I'm really hoping yes. he's not. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. And... Okay, so right now he has three points. Mm -hmm. So let's just say he was out of this tournament for some reason, for the injury, right? Let's just say, let's just throw that out there. I would say that you either, I don't know, would it be messed up to just like plug someone new in and automatically give them three points that they didn't earn? Or do you just have somebody thrown in there with and start at zero? You start, there's still a bunch of guys with zero. They don't have a lot of time, though, Denise. That's the thing. Like, World's End is coming up. Like, whatever they – hopefully this is just, like, a coincidence or whatever, and he's good. But, like, this isn't going to be good if he is hurt. Right. More and the best thing I thought also was Brian Danielson being on commentary. Oh, phenomenal. Awesome the phenomenal. Whole time. His added analyst to how everything works with the way that he thinks was like, man, he's so good. He could do this if he wanted to also. 
Right. And he didn't take away from the commentary at all. Like sometimes when you have guest commentary people, they tend tend to kind of distract the people a little bit. And I didn't get that at all with Brian Danielson. Uh, He was great. Like you mentioned, the analytical mind and everything. But my match of the night was definitely Roosh and Mark Briscoe. And a lot Mm. of that had to do with just the hard hitting aspect of all of it. The chops that they were both doing Roosh doing his barricade spot that we've been doing, seeing him do a whole lot where he throws the opponent that he's in the ring with into the barricade. Good stuff there. And then uh, the spot where he like suplexed Mark Briscoe and he just went straight into the freaking mat off of the ring apron. That was Mm -hmm. pretty crazy too. So that was my match of the day. Uh, I feel bad, but I'm not really feeling Jay Lethal in this tournament. I feel like he's just there. Like he's just, he's just there to me. Um, and I just don't really have, like, I'm not pooling for the guy here. Yeah, those matches, his matches all just kind of seem like they're there. Some people online were making, they were saying that while the matches in the Colin Classic are great, are fun, they're not, like, as great as we kind of thought they would be. They're just kind of, like, really good dynamite matches. And they don't feel like this is this amazing tournament we didn't know we were getting. They're just like, we would have got this great match on dynamite regardless. And I could kind of understand that. Yeah, yeah, I get it too. So our new scores that we're at right now, John Moxley and Swerve Strickland are tied with six points. Jay White and Roosh follow with three. And then Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal still have zero. That is the Gold League. On the Blue League following collision, we have Brody King at three, Claudio Castagnoli at three, and then four zeros with Kingston, Andrade, Brian, and Daniel Garcia. We have matches that were announced for collision, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston, and that's going to be Brian's return match. I wonder if they're going to have Brian lose or win here because Eddie Kingston was being super emo backstage and kind of Mm -hmm. being down in the dumps about having zero points. And he seemed like he was going to give up. And Brian Danielson was like, now I'm here to fight. Why is he giving up? Blah, 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 blah. And we know that this is a rematch and Brian has defeated Eddie Kingston. So part of me wonders if they're going to try to pull a shocker here and have Eddie defeat Brian, which I wouldn't want that, to be honest. I want to see Brian defeat him again. I think maybe playing up to Brian's injury, it could happen. Um, kind of like, oh, he's coming back this quick. This is probably the best chance Eddie Kingston has to to defeat him. But you would you want to see Brian go undefeated in the tournament, though, Denise? Yes. Yeah. It's Brian Danielson. Yeah. You just present I, you, you present him this this guy differently. Come on, we're yeah, getting to the tail end here. You're right. I could see it. Like if he just goes on a run where he never lost a match for the rest of the time, I would not be mad one minute. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, it's Brian Danielson. He should. So I get it. Alexandra Fitzgerald points out that we still haven't gotten a draw yet. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, I thought we were gonna get that tonight. I even hopped into the chat and I was like, hey guys, it looks like we might have an overrun because I, I thought we were gonna see a draw tonight with Swerve and Jay White. Um, I could see it happening. I think everybody expected is expecting it to happen just because it's AEW, just because the caliber of wrestlers involved, but it might not also. And then we're also getting Daniel Garcia versus Andrade Elidolo and Claudio Castagnoli versus Brody King. And that's all going to be happening on collision. All right. So let's go ahead and speed into our next topic. And the next topic is Christian cage. And mm-hmm. this was sort of a lengthy segment that we got here on on dynamite but just to kind of summarize what went down christian cage is a master manipulator he goes out there tries to win adam copeland's heart back he apologizes to him he reminisces with him he brings up his dead mother and through all of this he's kind of throwing uh, he's not throwing shots but he's being a little bit of like 
an a-hole and we know it and we're seeing right through it because even when he was saying like he was sorry and that he loved him the crowd was chanting bs and then at one point he even tells them that like everybody knows that he grew up with a single mother and he didn't have a father i thought damn like that's kind of a shot there to adam copeland but anyway so after this it seems like for a second that adam copeland was probably debating but he didn't he didn't fall for it christian cage looked like he was going to hit him with the championship belt but instead adam copeland gets him with a low blow curses at him tells him to go f himself and it is not bleeped on tv yes i thought this was a great kind of uh blow off angle going into their match next week christian was on fire here denise he got into all the digs that people wanted him to People have known this story about Edge's mom being a single mom and all this. So they've been kind of waiting for this moment to happen. And so for Christian to finally go through with it, it's crazy. That's supposed to be your best friend. That's supposed to be your brother. You're talking crazy about him. But that's why I'm to believe that Adam Copeland's going to join because you don't talk crazy like that about somebody that's supposed to be your brother. This is crazy talk here. Strong stuff, though. I love Christian yelling before he tried to hit him with the belt. Why are you yelling? Just try to hit him with the belt. But what was then, he yelling? Do you know what he was yelling? He was I like, no idea. Right. <laughs> I don't know what he said. I don't know what he yelled, but he yelled before he tried to hit him. Made it real funny. And <laughs> yeah, I think a pretty strong angle going into next week. There should be some shenanigans involved. As someone mentioned earlier, I think I'd be interested to see Jack Perry get involved with this. I think that's a good way to bring him back. And how do you get him, like, in, in what sort of capacity? Since well, he's, he hates Christian Cage. I mean, he buried the guy. But that was the old him, though. This is the new him. See, this is kind of where we What if they do a whole thing where he's like, you know, I've gotten into some trouble. It caused me to be suspended. I need to find my way again. I think I need a father figure in my life. There you go. Give Denise the book. She's writing it. There it is. I As it was coming else. out of my mouth, I was like, damn, girl, where'd that there come from? There it is. I'm like, oh, Denise knows what's going to happen, I guess, because that's it. It's yeah, that's how you tell the story, story right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jack Perry comes back. I was misguided. Christian, you were right. You said that I needed a figure to get through this, and you were right. Look what's what happened since we were together, since you were telling me all this stuff. I've been in hell, and now I'm back to have my father figure like this, and we're going to get Adam Copeland out of here at least until he joins us. Let's go, man. Oh, my God. I'm so excited mm. about this. All right. I mean, I don't even know that it's happening, but I got myself excited <laughs> for it. It's a good way. Good angle. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more items to get into before we wrap things up. If you guys want to send in any last-minute thoughts, opinions, cold takes, hot takes, you name them, you're more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point throughout the show. But let's get into, um, there's only so much to say, but this was the Hardys and Isaiah Cassidy versus Dante Martin and Darius Martin and Action Andretti. Honestly, just happy to see Dante back. I'm rooting for all these guys. Yeah, I thought this match was super fun. They do these kind of six-man tags on Dynamite randomly, but uh, – all the elements are great. Seeing Dante back before the match, Denise, they showed the gruesome injury again that I'd forgot about. And I saw it again and I was like, oh my God. Crazy that that, was, <laughs> crazy that that was this year. We were there, of course. Wild stuff has been such a long year. But yeah, seeing Dante back, I don't know. Um, usually when you come back off of injury like this, a gruesome leg injury, you there's some reservations. There's something. Not with Dante Martin. I think he jumps higher, maybe. Like, some of the spots I was like, 
wait a second, that's really – how do you still do that and you're coming off a broken ankle? He's still that guy. He's amazing out here. That's going to be uh, seeing them back. And I think they should continue as a trios because I think the trios division needs some kind of kick and they could be the way up for it. And, uh, yeah, fine match and everything. But the match, again, that they announced that we talked about in the Super Chat, the three of them versus Vikingo, Commander, and uh, Vikingo is um or penta commander and bakingo is like a dream match of spot food and i can't wait but yeah great to see dante back i think was the the main thing of this i hope they do something with them like you were mentioning action jetty and top flight remaining together i want because they need a little bit of a character right like something going on because it's kind of been you know it's been a little vanilla for action and jetty like he had this big huge peak moment where he defeated chris jericho and then after that it kind of you know, went downhill a little bit. Yeah. I, I would really like it if they did something with them where we were kind of, they were just like the cool bros on TV. Right. Like just cool dudes. Like you're mm-hmm. young, you're hip. Show it. Something to the young people can relate to. Cause now they're just like guys that are do high flying, which is great for people like me and spot food, but something that the fans are going to get into, they need some kind of element, maybe start wearing clothes that the youngsters wear. I don't know. I sound like a grandpa out here, but like some closer things to relate to what that is. Cause now they're just wrestlers who can fly and they could be, there's a higher ceiling for them and they need a character like that to get there. We don't even know what the young kids wear. Red. I have no idea. No, I couldn't even, I can't even guess at this point. I mean, I technically still shop at Forever 21 and like that I was 21 10 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop. I was feeling embarrassed walking in there. I'm like, I'm, I can't be double digits going into Forever 21. This is crazy. <laughs> I forgot, by the way, that they have the men's section in Forever 21. Mm-hmm. So it took me a second. When you said you shopped at Forever 21, I was yes, like, Denise, what the hell are you buying there? Ways. They have a men's section, you guys. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, man. All right. Julia Hart, Emmy Sakura. Julia Hart is over. This was a fun little match, man. Uh, dude, I don't know what else to add to this. What do you think? Yeah, uh, Julia Hart is super over. Her getting the victory was huge. I love Emmy Sakura in this position. She's another one of AEW's MVP that, like, if you need just a really good, hard-hitting match, she's going to give it to you. That's what this is. And I'm going to sound kind of silly now, right now, but Reg... Did Tony Storm's feet get a pop? They did. They I mean, did, right? When Denise, she... you know how these freaks are out here. They like feet. That's <laughs> not was... surprising. I was watching the segment, right? And I like to look for funny faces at Tony Storm. So, you know, I was so focused on that, thinking of like, oh, what funny lines is she going to say? And then at one point, she's talking about how she has gout. Mm-hmm. And she says that she needs her shoes to be taken off because her feet are getting swollen. And I swear to God, the second RJ took off her her shoe, I heard a pop. People were cheering, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, and a whole bunch of people string screenshotted at that same time too, because there are a bunch of freaks out there, Denise. You know how these freaks are about feet. A bunch of people stopped right there, paused it on that moment. They know what this is. And Tony Storm, not for nothing, knows exactly what she's doing. And I'm going to send a shout out to her for not only utilizing the things that she used to, but now knowing throwing feet in there is going to be double the OnlyFans money. All right. So hold on. I'm going to Tony Storm's wiki feet. Oh, no. Why are you going to that? I don't know. But actually, this I clicked on wiki feet. I'm on the website and I'm, tr- I'm typing in Tony Storm, but it's not like I'm pressing enter. 
and it's not taking me anywhere. And I think my computer. Whatever Wikifeed is, what is that? You don't know what Wikifeed is? No. Shut up, Reg. What is that? Shut up. You don't know Wikifeed? Denise, I'm not a freak. What is that? Neither am I, but okay. So, and everybody on here was talking about her Wikifeed. And that's why I was going to go check because Wikifeed is a place where women's pictures of their okay, feet freaks, freaks. are posted. And get this, like they get rated, like there's a rating for your feet. And so people were talking about her rating and I was going to go check to see what her rating was. What is it? I don't know. My y'all are nasty. My... I don't know why any of y'all know. Why do you know this, Denise? You don't want to know. <laughs> you did not want to know. I hate to say this, but someone has been updating my wiki feet page for the longest time. Denise, I know your feet at dude, dude, before I got into pro wrestling, I would, I was free, you know, like I used to post feet and it wasn't a big deal. And then they somehow people because girls wear open toed shoes, Reg. Oh, you know what? Wikifeed's down. It's not letting me find anything. Not on my Thank phone. God, I shut the whole site down. Why are y'all doing this? So freak? Pe- and people updated. People updated. So even if there's like a what little toe. Uh, what was your top? I think the feet? last time I checked, it was like, I think I had like a 5.0 or a 4.9, I think. I don't but know what I I think it went down feet. though. Some people voted it. Like some people were like beautiful feet. Other people were like ugly. <laughs> I was like, what? Ugly. can you imagine put put yourself in a woman's shoes right now can you imagine your feet out there for everybody to look at and people rating them no i can't i didn't know this was a thing wiki feet denise there's some sick individuals out there and Denise is out here showing feet, just giving them content for it. What the hell? Next catastrophe says, don't post feet for free. No, there's times where I'm like, Denise. God, here's the thing, though. This is only like weird in pro wrestling world because there's like a bunch of men. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but like in like my girl world, it's no, like not a big like deal. You want, right? Yeah, it's not a big deal. You can post a foot and it's like, oh, she was at the beach. Her feet was at the beach. Of course, <laughs> it's not a big deal. And so it wasn't a big deal until I got Her into feet pro was wrestling. At the beach, <laughs> exactly. And then I got into pro wrestling and found out that feet are a commodity <laughs> and they need to be protected at all costs. <laughs> like it was this like earth-shattering moment <laughs> her feet were at the beach is so funny <laughs> yeah there's some freaks out there denise that's where we're landing with it oh people are saying i have five stars on wiki feet okay it, Perso is it five out of five or is it out of ten i don't know personal kid 99 says 89 people gave you a rating denise Denise, that's freak shows wiki feet wants to know your shoe size denise <laughs> oh my god the the Take everyone to jail. I want everybody involved in jail. <laughs> what is this? Wiki feet and Denise has a profile. This is sick. You guys are I sick. know it's depressing. You know, it's very as long as there's not like a horrifying picture of my feet, I'm okay. So far with the images that have been put out, I'm like, all right, that's decent. I was having a good toe day that day. I was on feet that day. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna say something, get myself in trouble. <laughs> I'm done. Now a bunch of people are going to go look at it. I'm sorry we even talked about it. No, Jesus it's been talked Christ. about. Sean uh, Sean brought it up one time on a podcast. Oh. Uh, Perso Kid says it's even got your birth date on it. How come I can't Denise. view this? 
feet. You out here showing feet. No, but I wasn't doing it for attention. Crazy 101 says Jay White is good with the crowd. Swerve versus Mox and the cool emoji. Reg, what are you doing on your phone? Get off your phone. I, 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 I was a, no, I was afraid <laughs> you were searching up my wiki feed page. I was going for it, but I don't want to. <laughs> I put my phone down. I don't like feet, you guys. I'm just trying to. This is for research purposes only. <laughs> That's it. Just research. I want to see what this is about. Too, by the way, there's a men's no one. That. There's a men's one. So if we can, I don't understand this whole feet fetish thing in general. So I guess I don't know, man. Crazy one and one says Jay White is good with the crowd. Swear versus Moxlet. I read that one twice, but it deserves to be read twice because it's yep. a good one. Uh, Crazy 101, thank you so much for that super chat. We got Demon Murder here who says Christian Cage is a genius. I agree, mm -hmm. man. He's making stuff feel hella entertaining, honestly. Right. Facts. Anyways, Tony Storm is going to be defending her title next week. Uh, did they say against who, though? I don't think they announced two yet. She just got into a very good promo bag. and But they did have that interesting thing of Mariah May talking to RJ City later and then going into Tony Khan's office. So I don't know. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. But ladies and gents, that is our podcast here today. Before we go, we got a new super chat. This one is from Papa Bangles. Thank you so much for this generous super chat. He says, I just want to say I'm 65 years young and AEW has made me enjoy wrestling again. And you two are so damn fun and entertaining. You are a must watch every week. That's yes. amazing. Wow. 65 years young. Shout out to Papa Bangles. One, being into AEW and getting back into wrestling again. And two, Watching the California Connection. This is amazing. Thank you Hell so yeah. much. I love it. Papa Bangles, thank you so much for your support. It means and goes a long way. Demon Murder Sir Swerve is the next champion. Agreed. I think he's going to be champion in 2024. Agreed. It's Swerve's time. This is undeniable. That was always the thing. I knew Swerve. Was, I've known Swerve as a good wrestler for eight, nine years, a long time now. Say so when he came to, comes to AEW, he's going to become undeniable, and that's when he's going to become world champion. He is now at that undeniable stage. Every time his music hits, the crowd goes crazy. Uh, Who's House Swerve House is over like it's crazy. Super over. It is Swerve's time, and it's an amazing place to be at. Oh, God. this is my Wiki feed page. Oh, where? How did we? I know. I know. How does you know what sucks? My WikiFee page has a better rating than my, than the podcast <laughs> on on like how like this is kind of messed up now that I think about it. I have a five star rating on my WikiFee page. Be proud of your five stars, Denise. My the Spotify is at a four point eight, and then the Apple Podcast is at a four point nine. And they're like, no, the voice, nah, the feats, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Dude, like they update the material. <sighs> Y'all are some sick individuals out here. If you're watching this, go to church on Sunday and wash away all your sins. With that being said, guys, help us out and please rate this podcast higher. I need this to be higher than my wiki feed page. So <laughs> if you haven't given us some love, please do so. Apple Podcasts, five reviews away from 100 reviews. So please go there and leave a review. If you're not an Apple user, you can go on Spotify. Uh, we are eight reviews away from 100 on Spotify. Uh, so please go show some love. Before we go, Reg, where can the people support you and show you some love? 
Uh, you can find me at Righteous Reg on all your social medias every Saturday morning. I'm on with Philip Lindsay, Grab City Podcast. Every Wednesday, I'm here with Denise after AEW on the Dynamite Post Show. Wednesday, I'm also on with Mike on Indeed, talking the best independent wrestling. Next Wednesday, we got Speedball Mike Bailey, probably our best show we're going to have going up. So, um, Also, I'm on Thursdays with Kate on the Ring of Honor Post Show. You know where you can find me. I'm always everywhere. So shout out to y'all. Thanks, everybody, for supporting. And y'all don't have to come on a Wednesday night to listen to Denise and I talk about AEW. But y'all do, and y'all support, and y'all are cool, and y'all are dope. Thank you. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you so much. And I will be back here tomorrow for a special podcast. Uh, Women's Wrestling Podcast for November 2023 is happening tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then I will also be dropping an interview with somebody who is going to be on the NXT deadline card. So take a look out for that. That's coming tomorrow. And then Friday, I will be back for a SmackDown podcast. And I will keep you updated on what I'm doing for Collision this week. Until next time, thank you so much, everyone. Everybody, we'll catch you later.